here's a story from the world. For several weeks now, Taiwan has been gripped by a seemingly spontaneous Me Too movement. It all began earlier this month with a TV drama, a popular Netflix show about Taiwanese politics, portrayed a female member of a political party telling her boss she'd been sexually harassed. It inspired more than 100 real-life accounts to emerge with accusations against politicians, celebrities, and professors of sexual misconduct. Ashish Valentine reports from Taipei on how all this has been unfolding. In recent weeks, the movement has spread far beyond politics, and in some cases, there's even been a backlash. For example, last Wednesday, a TikTok influencer named Chou Yaole held a press conference to accuse a prominent actor and singer, Aaron Yan, of forcing him to make sex tapes together when Chou was only 16 years old. With Cho only a few sentences in, the accused, Aaron Yan himself, burst into the room and bowed deeply, just feet away from Cho. I want to solemnly say sorry to you here for making you suffer things that you should not have had to bear in life, Yan said. I'm sorry. Yan said he absolutely did not secretly film Cho and that he did not do anything against anyone's will. He then left the room. Cho, visibly shocked, needed a break before resuming the press conference. After coming back, Cho refused to accept the apology, saying it was insincere. In regard to recording intimate videos of an underage person, it's illegal. That's unquestionable, Cho said. It's an example of some of the factors making Taiwan's Me Too movement so unique. Some of the high-profile accusers are actually men. And in many cases, the accused haven't been afraid to challenge the narrative or visibly deny accountability. Chen Qianzhou, a former staffer for the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, posted about her experience of being sexually harassed by an outside contractor after party officials tried to cover it up. Since her initial post, this is the first time she's agreed to a media interview. We meet in a cafe near her workplace. Since the movement began, there are people who are starting to genuinely self-reflect, especially on their daily interactions like, am I offending anyone? Am I crossing a line, Chen says. At the same time, she says, a lot of the perpetrators are taking actions that are re-traumatizing the victims, abusing the law and threatening to sue. There have even been perpetrators whose partners have stood by them, which as a woman makes me especially angry, she says. Chen's amazed at how the movement has grown. She says when she was first thinking about posting her experiences online. I'd hoped for others to come forward, she says. I did not anticipate that it would spread to so many different industries like entertainment and sports. But Chen says stories alone aren't enough. It's going to take a lot of work for things to change. Before Chen posted her experiences, she says she knew not everyone was going to believe her. I'd anticipated the negative comments to a degree, but it was obviously very re-traumatizing, she says. But I knew I had to be resilient. I knew I had to hold up the movement, partly for other people, partly because I had the conviction that I did nothing wrong. Chen's happy that social media allowed this moment for her and other survivors to come forward. But at the same time, she's familiar with how the movement faced challenges in the U.S. 
Public opinions were divided over cases like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, and she's worried about the potential for false accusations. Gender rights activists I spoke to are hopeful that this moment results in meaningful change, but they're sober about the challenges. Doris Chang is an international ambassador for Women's March Taiwan. We are more optimistic about a new environment in Taiwan that would be less tolerant toward gender and power-based violence, unfortunately, with the new developments that have been a lot more mudslinging. Chang thinks there's a danger the moment will be lost in the Taiwanese news cycle, and if the movement fails to seize the moment, Taiwan might not make the kinds of systemic change required to transform the culture around sexual harassment and abuse. Although the whistleblower Chun also can't predict the future of Taiwan's Me Too movement, ultimately she says going public was her way of healing from a traumatic experience. It's time that we face the issue because it's very important for people to start to learn that physical boundaries are to be respected, that human dignity is to be respected, says Chen. For the world, I'm Ashish Valentine in Taipei.